What's up? I'm Joey, and this is the Owning It Podcast. After years of wearing a suit and tie, Joey he said, I've had enough of the litigating lie. And so he struck out on his own. He's a lawyer and a speaker and a business coach. This is Owning It with Joey C. Trademarks, copyrights. going on everybody here's the deal if you have a service-based business and you're not super happy with what's happening on the growth side if it feels like every month you're just on that hamster wheel wheel again of trying to find clients to fill up your roster or whatever it is here is my secret weapon (laughs) i i really can't think of somebody in my network that is as skilled and as experienced on this topic than Ellen. And Ellen, I could freaking read your bio for like 12 minutes. I feel like you've, not only do you have a great background of what you do in the business that you've built, but you've helped so many people do this recently. You've got a combination of programs and resources that have helped people get these results. Can you help us give like just like a bit of a backstory of what's allowed you to learn this stuff so well? Absolutely. Well, Joey, thank you so much for the warm introduction. If you guys know either of us personally, you know, Joey's one of my favorite people and I'm so excited to be on his show today. I think the the reason that you and I get along so well, Joey, is that we both really believe in being practitioners of what we teach. So mm-hmm. it's not just about theoretical strategies that we're like, hey, I think this works based on, you know, some course I learned and then, you know, have at it. We really believe in systems and strategies that are tested. And so my background in business is yes, like these days, the majority of my focus is on helping other entrepreneurs through my online programs. But I got my start in business through actually building a service-based business, working with one-on-one clients, of all sizes from mom and pop startups all the way up to Fortune 500 brands. And being able to work with dozens of clients, I have really refined over the years a system for how to ensure that you are attracting high quality, high paying, consistent clients for your one-on-one service in a way that doesn't make you want to die because you're running on a content hamster wheel every day or feeling pulled in a thousand different directions, trying to be everywhere, show up everywhere. And more importantly, it's not just about my own experience, but I've taken this framework that I've developed and I have tested it over and over again across hundreds of businesses in so many different niches. I mean, every niche imaginable that you could probably think of, we have had a student in. And to see their success in vastly different industries, vastly different businesses, as long as they had the one-on-one service business model has been, I feel like, the proof that we were looking to see that, okay, this is like a framework that works regardless of what your actual business is. And it's, it's so helpful that you provide such like a holistic and minimalistic. It's a really universal approach to helping people grow and maintain a service-based business. 
I know I'm already so like lucky and fortunate to have connected with Ellen and we're in a program. She's coached me like so many times and has been so helpful, but I know I fell into what I can now call a trap early on of trying to solve specific problems that I saw with marketing and sales by getting particular programs or specific kinds of consultants. And looking back, I had to kind of patch together an overall plan to make it work. And usually, not only does that create a lot of work for you, but it also was a lot of conflicting tips and you have to figure out what to synthesize. Yeah. And so I love that you've built this thing that can help people and really take the pressure off of having to go through, comb everything and create a unique strategy instead of you saying, here's an overall plan that can yeah. make all the puzzle pieces fit. And your experience, Joey, is not unusual in this especially in this online industry, right? Like yeah. there's so much competing information trying to grab your attention. And I think it's, that's a trap, like you said, that a lot of people fall into is they are always testing out whatever the latest strategy they've heard about is. But the problem is if you consume and implement strategy without context, it will mm -hmm. not allow for you to have success because context is really key and understanding, okay, what is the reason behind this strategy? And more importantly, was this built for a business model like mine? I know, especially mm -hmm. a lot of service providers and coaches, they're often listening to podcasts, right? Podcasts are a great way to learn strategies. I have a podcast too, and I love providing free resources. But the problem is that sometimes the podcasts that are put on by a lot of our well-known names in this industry or big gurus are quality, quality content, but they are teaching on a very different business model than what a service provider who has not yet hit their 10K month is actually right. trying to achieve. And so applying like strategies for growing a course, for example, to trying to grow your one-on-one -on -one clients if you have not yet hit that 10K mark, totally opposite end outcomes. And so to try to just kind of piecemeal together a strategy from that is really difficult. Whereas like the framework we've developed is truly a front-to-end process, a step-by-step -step path to get you to your first 10K month with a one-on-one -on -one service. Oh, it's it's so great. And it's probably even more helpful that it goes across niches within the service-based space. Yeah. Man. Okay. Yeah. So one of the questions that I wanted to ask you was, and also to help everybody who's watching live or the replay or on the podcast get to know you a little bit better. When you look back on your own business, mm -hmm. what are you most proud of? Oh, the relationships, hands mm -hmm. down. I was literally just talking to my boyfriend about this yesterday. You know, we were talking about what is my favorite part of building a business. And it's honestly the people I meet, people like yourself, Joey. I mean, I think that people are truly your greatest assets in business, whether it's your peers, your mentors, your students, your clients. I think people so undervalue the role that other people have in their business. Mm -hmm. And yeah, I mean, if I could look back on these past couple of years and, and, see like what makes me the most fulfilled, it's definitely those relationships. Yeah. And and I'm excited to dive into more of how that could intersect with your overall plan. Because next week, Ellen and I are going to be doing a webinar more about a signature framework that she teaches inside of one of her programs. But it seems like for part of your strategy to work, you have mm -hmm. to have a relationship first focus on the marketing and on getting the clients. Absolutely. And I'm so glad you brought that up, Joey, because I'm so excited to teach this live masterclass to your people. 
next week. Um, definitely, you know, come join us. It'll be a great hour. I promise. Actually, I pinky promise it's going to be the best hour you spend on your business that day. So, you know, come hang out with us. And the link is ellenyan.com slash Joey. It's totally free if you want to sign up today. But I really do think that's the key that a lot of people are missing is that, for example, like, and I talk about this more in the masterclass. So, you know, we'll go deeper into this next week, but really people have been told over and over and over again, you need to be consistent. You need to be consistent. You need to be consistent. But I think where their problem lies is that the consistency has been applied to the wrong thing. Like we're so caught up in this trap of like, we need to be consistent with our content. Like we need to post every day or else we're a bad business owner. We're not successful. We're not going to be able to grow this thing where I think the consistency actually needs to lie in the connection. Like how are you actually connecting and getting in front of your dream clients every day? Again, we'll dive deeper in the masterclass next week, but I think that, yeah, exactly what you said, that connection focused, relational focused perspective is is key to, to growing your business. I'm so, so excited for it. And another thing that we talked about before we went live was I shared with Ellen some of my own difficulties, we can say, with being somebody who has legal services to offer and how sometimes that can feel like an uphill battle to get people to tune into or to stop a scroll on something that is as unsexy as legal things. And (laughs) one of the first things that I hear coaches and mentors and people talk about in the online course space or in the digital entrepreneur spaces, make sure that you've got an offer that people want and Mm -hmm. offer them what they want and then sell them what they need. Mm -hmm. Uh, But I also know you work with a lot of service-based providers that are in the the finance space, the accounting space, the legal space that are giving people what they need. Mm -hmm. Do you have any thoughts or tips on how those kinds of service-based business owners might be able to tweak if they need to tweak it or maybe how they can approach marketing differently than they are now? Absolutely. I think for people in the more professional services space, like you mentioned, legal, finance, uh, et cetera, oftentimes we get I, I, sh- I guess I shouldn't say we because I'm not in that space, but you you know what I'm saying? Like the royal you, right? You get yeah. caught up in this idea that you need to convince someone that they need your vehicle, which is like your service, right? They need yeah. your your contract service. They need your tax filing service. And I feel like we often forget that we can align with our clients on an existing desire that they have that is solved by our service, mm-hmm. but they are not, these are problem aware people who are not necessarily solution aware. That's who you need to connect with. Mm-hmm. So understanding, okay, like, yes, everybody needs tax filing services, but nobody wakes up thinking, man, I would really love <laughs> to, to, you know, like just uh, find a tax filing service today, right? What they right. actually care about is how am I going to be able to afford the big tax bill that I think, you know, is going to hit me next month that is unexpected. I'm not sure how to best prepare for this. I'm really stressed out. I don't want to get in trouble with the IRA. I don't want to owe too much or pay too little, whatever it is. Those are the types of actual things that they're thinking about. And you have to think to yourself, what is renting space in their head? And how Mm. do you attach what you're doing to what is front of mind for them? Yeah. So, so really respecting that they are also adults who understand at some level, like the importance of needing these things or having that peace of mind that things are taken care of. 
and and speaking more towards that. Yeah. A hundred percent. Or even like, if we're just continuing along that finance example, every business owner wants to save money, right? Like they want, mm. they want to get the best quality of output service, yeah. whatever it is for the least expense possible in an ethical way, obviously for them, they may not, when they're looking at how do I trim my budget, they may be thinking about things like their employees wages. Am I, you know, setting the right hourly rate for my new job opening, or they might be thinking about like cost of goods or thinking about softwares that they can maybe change up. They're not necessarily thinking, oh, taxes are going to be the number one way for me to actually mm. save the most money. So again, these are people who are problem aware, people who are like, I know I want to save money, but they don't necessarily see your service as the yeah. solution to doing that. So that's where you have to bridge that connection and show them why your way is going to help them achieve the thing that they want. Okay. I love this. And and I want to go back to the frequency thing too, because if I didn't already know Ellen, I might think next, okay, that means I need to be creating content around what Ellen's talking about every day. <laughs> and I know that's not really what you're about. No, 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 not at all. Um, I am a self-professed marketing minimalist and I totally got this idea from, I'm sure you guys are all familiar with Marie Kondo. You know, she became really famous for her method of decluttering your home and living a minimalist lifestyle and getting rid of the things that do not bring you joy. And I think that very few business owners who are not marketers and honestly, even marketers, let's be honest. Mm. I feel like very few people get lots of joy from posting every day. Like that's not something that people are like, I'm so excited to like post every single day of my life and like feel ruled by this, you know, this pressure. And so again, it kind of uh, like goes back to this concept that I feel like consistency is being applied to the wrong thing. And mm. we're going to go into like why posting every day does not actually grow your business in the way that you think it does in our webinar together next awesome. week on Wednesday. So if you guys are like, I need to know like why this isn't actually working for me and what I should be doing instead, definitely make sure you don't miss out on this class. Yeah. I mean, this one hour training can save you hours and hours of mm -hmm. making this mistake once you realize why it's a mistake and, and how to avoid it. I, I yeah. love all this. And I wanted to talk to you also, Ellen, while I have you about minimalism, yeah. because I love that you talk about yourself as like a minimalist marketer. And I know for years I've identified as a minimalist as well. And, mm -hmm. and I love how we can bring that perspective into our businesses and have a, a kind of less is more philosophy. Wow. I do also think that sometimes if you're an entrepreneur who embraces minimalism, mm -hmm. that can also affect a money mindset. Mm. And like, I don't need a lot to be happy or I'll, I'll keep this business kind of small on, on purpose so that mm -hmm. it's, it's manageable. And first of all, I just wanted to call it out because I know that you have had, I mean, crazy growth in your business and I think you're such a really strong example of a minimalist CEO who does not have like limiting beliefs and like minimalist beliefs around cash flow coming into the business. Was that ever an issue for you? Mm, I think when I was scaling from like, okay, how do we scale our business from six figures to seven figures? Mm. 
I think early on I did run into the the mental hurdle of, okay, like what does that actually look like? Like it felt foggy to me. I was like, I know it's possible, but like how? Like what's the actual how? Yeah. So that was definitely something I had to work through. But in terms of having like a scarcity mindset about like I don't deserve this money or like yeah. I shouldn't want to, you know, to grow my business beyond a certain level because, you know, I just want to keep it simple. I just want to encourage everyone listening or watching that simplicity in your business does not have to equal scarcity in your funds, right? The two are not, the two are not correlated. And so I think you can be very intentional, very strategic and do a few things really well, including in your actual marketing system. And that's, that's really the whole point behind my marketing minimalism approach is that you don't need to be everywhere and show up every day in order to have a successful client attraction system. But I think that if you struggle with those feelings of, I, I want to play small in terms of like earnings, yeah. I would encourage you to reflect back and think if you had more resources and more leverage due to increased financial access, how could you actually create more impact and more change in the lives of the people you want to reach? And who are you not reaching because you don't have those resources? Who are you actually being prevented from helping? And I think if you think in that way, it'll change your perspective on, oh, wow, this is like, this is motivating because it's not just for me. It's for all the people that I started my business for in the first place. Yeah. And and with that mindset, a, a typical benchmark is, okay, I, I want to hit that consistent 10K a month mm-hmm. mark. And I know mm-hmm. that's something that the, the training really revolves around. It's, it's something that your program really helps people with. Can you speak, because I know you have a lot of success stories inside the program. Can you speak yeah. to some of those success stories of people who have gone through, who have gone through your framework and implemented it and are just seeing the results from it? Absolutely. Um, I was telling Joey before we hopped on this call that I would say pretty confidently about 80% of our members through their year with us end up raising their prices. Mm-hmm. I, I think just in being in proximity with other entrepreneurs who are leveling up, who are realizing the value that they have to offer, and more importantly, how to position it, because mm-hmm. that is really key to charging more. It's it's really never about the price itself. Like if you get a lot of pricing objections, I always tell people it has very little to do with your pricing, it has pretty much everything to do with your messaging and your positioning. Mm-hmm. Um, and so for example, like one of our members was or is a CPA. She's an accountant, right? And so when she started with us, she was still working a job in addition to doing her her own accounting practice as a side hustle. And she was making, you know, a couple thousand a month, but having a really hard time getting consistent clients in through the door and more importantly, retaining those clients. Mm-hmm. Really, it was kind of like a burn and churn type of model where it was like people would come to her last minute to get their taxes filed. And then it was like ghosted, right? Goodbye. Yeah. <laughs> and so not a very sustainable business model. And after working with us, I mean, she's grown leaps and bounds. These days she is making, and this is like about a year-ish later, these days she is full-time in her business. She is making consistent $15,000 months. Mm. She hired a full-time employee, which is so cool to go from being a full-time employee to hiring a full-time employee. She made more in like the first four months of this year than she had in all of 2020 which is insane. Mm. 
And I think even more importantly, she actually started to have real relationships with her clients where instead of that burn and churn model, uh, her clients now usually hire her for ongoing services. So it's not just tax prep, but it's throughout the year they are in relationship with each other. And her average client retainer or package is two to four times what she was earning before per client. So it's like per client, that lifetime value and retention has gone up exponentially. Mm -hmm. And um, I think these are all key factors in creating a successful, sustainable business long-term. Yeah. And another thing that I'm hearing, uh, which I know we'll get to on Wednesday as well, is when you do things like increase your pricing or have more people who are retaining you, Mm -hmm. you start to realize that you don't need as big of a following as you might've thought. Totally. Yeah. And that, I mean, that is, I just, I could already feel pressure coming off of me as I said that. Um, right. It's such a popular thing that we're hearing right now. And I know, I'm, I'm so excited to dive in next week with all of your thoughts around that. Man, I'm, I'm so, so excited for next week. Yeah. Remind me, I know that there is something that, that you're kind enough to be giving away for mm. everybody on the training. Can you share what that is again? Yes. So if you show up live next Wednesday, May 19th, let me double check the times so we give you the correct time. <laughs> May 19th at noon Pacific time. So, you know, use your time zone converter for whatever time that is for you. I will be giving you a 10K month workbook that we're actually going to go through during the live training. So we're going to actually map out realistically from a straight numbers perspective, like what is it actually going to take for you to get to your 10K month so you have a realistic plan to implement? Because shooting blindly in the dark is is not a strategy and it's what's keeping you confused and overwhelmed and quite honestly, working too hard and burning out on marketing yourself. If, you, if your profession is not a marketer, you should not be spending like 90% of your business time marketing yourself, right? <laughs> Let's oh, say- yeah. Yeah. And, and I think most business owners, if you're not an actual marketer, it, it's probably not your passion. Like you didn't start a business because you wanted to become a marketing expert, right? You, you started your business because you wanted to use your existing skills and, and gifts to help the clients who need what you are the best at. And so let's get you back into your zone of genius and simplify your marketing so that it can work for you without you being a slave to it. Mm-hmm. So good. And this is such a no-brainer. Again, I'll make sure that the the link to next week's training is available everywhere on this video in the show notes for the podcast. It's such a no-brainer. I know I'm going to be there. I'm so excited. I always learn something new every time I hear Ellen talk. Ellen, I wanted to end with something that I, I love asking my friends. If you found out that there was like a mini Ellen out there, (laughs) who was just an up and coming leader in your space, saw the success that you were doing and they were also starting to get there. Maybe they were just like a couple chapters behind where you are now. Mm -hmm. What would be your biggest advice to the mini Ellen? I love this question. It's always the same answer. And that is Mm -hmm. to invest in your network, your mindset and your skill set in that order. 100%. I love that. Thank you. I think, I think if you keep that at the core of what you're doing and under, and and it all goes back to that 
people are your are the true assets in your business. Relationships are the assets in your business. And one thing that I'm very passionate about is I think oftentimes in this world, especially, we think on such a transactional level, right? Like we're like, oh, if we like, if we invest, I don't know, $500 in this course, then I'm going to learn a skill set or a skill or a strategy that's going to allow me to what? Like make twice that money, triple, 10x, whatever it is. And while that is awesome and 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 definitely something you want to look for, I think people often forget, okay, but if I invest in like this program or or whatever it is, what is the community that I'm going to be entering to? What rooms am I putting myself in? What conversations will I be having? Who am I going to meet? Not just the mentor or the educator, but who are the peers that I'm going to be learning alongside of? Because you know that like famous quote from Jim Rohn that's like, you know, you become like the five people you spend the most time with. Yeah. I would really challenge everyone to think about like what rooms and communities are you stepping into and who are the people you're surrounding yourself with? Because that's going to make all the difference yeah. in your business. And inside your your program, again, they don't just get access to you, but they've got this community of others who are on a similar journey who are learning from you. And I know you attract great people. So thank you. Well, I mean, if you're any indication of of the people oh, I attract, then yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Making me blush here. But that was network, mindset, and what was the third and thing? And skill set in that All order. Right. All right. So uh, join a network before you do more continuing education hours if you're a professional service provider. <laughs> they, I, I think that they happen simultaneously. Yeah, I just think it's yeah. about prioritizing how you perceive the value of what you're investing yeah, in, right? I and think, not looking at it on just such a surface level. I think that's so true. And one of the things that I know just from being in communities that Ellen is in is once you learn at like a boots on the ground level, the mm-hmm. kind of framework that Ellen teaches, and you're in a community of people who are working on it, the conversation starts to shift from, mm-hmm. Ellen, what's the answer to this question that I have? Mm-hmm to what would what would Ellen maybe say here to what do I want to do here knowing these things and really having a sense of choice and how you can hit that success. I feel oh. like so many times programs and experts create this sense of like there's one way to do this thing. And if you go against this, well you're not really following the program. Mm-hmm. And I think that you do such a good job of saying, okay, here's how the overarching perspective works. Here's the thought behind all of this. Mm -hmm. And once you've internalized all of that, you can start making decisions for yourself that you think are smart. Yes. Oh my God, Joey, that's such a good point. I think that culture of dependency is so stifling to your long-term growth. I think that's why we in our community, we want to cultivate leaders who trust themselves to make the right decisions, mm-hmm. not who depend on other people to give them permission to do something. You don't need anyone's permission to do anything in your business. You are your own business owner and you know what's best for your clients and for your business. But I think that having a guide or a framework so that you can avoid the common mistakes that other people have made before you. I always say you can't, you cannot shortcut your way to success. There is no magic pill that I or anyone else could give you, but you can shortcut other people's mistakes. And so if you want to avoid that route and you want to, you know, take the most efficient path to get to where you want to go. And if that's your first 10K month, then we'd love to see you next Wednesday for that free live training. I'm, I'm so excited for this. I, I talk all the time to other lawyers 
who are dreaming of 10K months. I talk to um, people who are clients or potential clients of the law firm who are, are excited about hitting that benchmark so that they can have a budget for legal and finance and other things that they will then need. Yeah. Because it's like, from my perspective, like we help businesses protect businesses that are worth protecting. Mm. And I think there's something that that we love seeing in our clients as they're growing and thriving of it's it's not just, okay, finally I can afford whoever, whoever for taxes yeah. or whatever or Ellen, but it's like, no, I it it feels very like just freeing and legitimate to be like, okay, it's great now that I'm at a place where the business is moving in a direction where it does need these layers of protection, these layers of, of strategy. Mm-hmm. And if, if your eyes are on 10K, it means that you've already had some layer of success here. Now we just want to take the hamster wheels off. Yeah. A hundred percent. And 10K is just the beginning, guys. I mean, honestly, it could be any number, right? It's it's almost arbitrary, but I think we choose 10K because it's that it's that milestone that you hit where you finally realize, oh my gosh, like this is real. This is serious. Like I'm not, it's not just a fluke that I yeah. happen to be successful or or to to have clients that want to work with me. Like you're you're really doing it. And I think it gives you that sense of confidence and empowerment to go above and beyond. Yeah, I think your example of someone who is able to bring on a full-time employee is a really great example of mm-hmm. what can get unlocked at that level. And yeah. I I talk to a lot of business owners all the time who are like, you know, I would love to bring on my first assistant or contractor or employee, but number one, I can't afford it. And number two, it would be great to have that time back, but I wouldn't know how to use that time effectively mm-hmm. to make it worth it. Yeah. And with programs like Ellen's, you have a lot more clarity mm-hmm. around, okay, if I do get more time back because I'm starting to delegate, how can I be a super confident that I'm doing the right things with the time that I have back? Yeah. A thousand percent. Yes. Yes. Oh, we resonate on so many levels, Joey. I, I love that. That's well, why That's why we're friends. <laughs> I'm just trying to keep up. Ellen is, is so fantastic. And again, I'm really honored to be able to, to be co-hosting a webinar with Ellen next Wednesday. Uh, again, I know so many people are are, are reaching t- towards a milestone like this. The great thing about signing up for one of these trainings is that you signing up is totally anonymous. You don't have to put anything in the comments. You can if you want. I know a lot of people want to hit this milestone, but by signing up for the training, uh, that's just between you and your inbox. Yep. <laughs> and so uh, if if you haven't yet hit that benchmark and you're a service-based business owner, I, I know that this is a very serious, very important milestone that serious business owners want to hit. And Ellen, I know you said you don't believe in short guts, but you you really have created one with your program based off of all of your lessons learned and everything else. So I, I'm so excited for next week. I, I might be wearing contacts then by that point. <laughs> So uh, <laughs> I uh, I actually have to wear glasses for the next week or so because I'm getting contact surgery. Like LASIK? Yeah. Well, yeah. Or something like LASIK. Oh, interesting. You're going to have to tell me more about that offline because I have thought about getting LASIK and it would be a dream. I, I always tell my right? friends who have like 20-20 vision. I'm like, you have no idea how lucky you are that you wake up, you open your eyes and you see. 
Like I know it's such a gift. It's such a gift. I do get a little freaked out though. Sometimes I'm like, what if I'm that like one percent of people <laughs> with a botched surgery? Like, ugh. Uh, but if you I have know. if you have an option other than LASIK, I'd love I'd love to. There, I'll be talking more about this. Let me know in the comments if you guys are interested. I'll, I'll share more about my my journey here. But there is a really phenomenal surgeon in St. Louis where my family's from, mm-hmm. who I've just got amazing reviews on, mm-hmm. and they will first do a type of test on you to see whether you qualify for LASIK or something else. I think they have five or seven different types of surgeries they can do. Wow, interesting. So, I think that there is basically some solution to getting it done, even if you don't qualify for LASIK. Yeah. Interesting. But I agree with you. I'm like, man, it's it's going to be so worth it to not have to worry about my eyes. I know. Oh my God. It's like the the dry eyes at the end of the night where you just like want to rip your contacts out. Ugh. Yep. And I have super bad eyes. So hmm. unfortunately, I've got really thick glasses on, which makes okay. just like looking... <laughs> take up some energy. So I'll be even more energized for the training on Wednesday. But again, Ellen, thank you so, so much for your time. Um, You're seriously changing lives. I'm excited to be a part of that. And I'm super, super looking forward to next Wednesday. Joey, thank you for having me on. I'm so grateful to be here. And I can't wait to hang out with you guys uh, next, next week on the 19th. Awesome. Thank you again. Bye, everybody. All right, has this episode motivated you to take some action on the legal side? Well, good, here's a great next step for you. I've put together a free legal training that people have legit been raving about. I just got a DM telling me that this was the best legal presentation they've ever seen. Yes, you heard that right. Best legal presentation ever. Okay, maybe that's a pretty low bar, but hey, I'll take it. And another person told me that they've never really had a lawyer who they trusted to recommend to their business friends. But after watching this training, now they know that I'm their go-to guy. So if you're ready to stop being overwhelmed by all the legal stuff, you are going to freaking love this training. Check it out at joeycvitale.com slash trademark, or just click on the link in the show notes. This is owning it. Thanks for listening to Owning It with me, Joey C. Vitale. If you like the show and want to know more, check out joeycvitale.com. And I'm all about spreading those golden legal nuggets. So leave a review and let me know which golden nuggets you picked up from this episode. All right, see you next time. If you want to-